I'm Hannah Kim. And I'm Johnny Borecha. And welcome to the 72nd episode of the Even All Things podcast. Yes, today we'll be catching up, but before we start, we just want to remind everyone that we're not professionals in any field and that this podcast is just to talk about the big and even the little things teens go through. So without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. Hey guys, welcome back to the Even Little Things podcast, or if you're new here, welcome. Um, we're so excited to have you guys back here. Um, last week, unfortunately, we did not upload an episode, and it's just because it's been honestly so crazy. Uh, I think the last time we talked, oh my gosh, I feel like um, every single week we give you guys kind of like an update on our lives in the ramble, but we don't really get to talk like too in depth. So today we're doing another one of our catch up episodes because we have so much to talk about, I guess. There's a lot that happened, um, a lot with college, actually. So we'll talk about that, we'll talk about um, books we've read, we'll talk about things that we're excited for, we'll talk about how we're feeling, just like everything um, that's on our minds right now. Um, so it's like an entire ramble episode, um, but it's been such a long time because I think the last time you guys heard from us, like about our personal lives, like we were both taking our drive test and we were waiting to hear back from our first like decision from like our first college and things like that. But now so much has changed. So I guess we're really excited to talk about that. So Duani, like, why don't you start us off? Um, okay. I think like the biggest thing of this month is probably going to be like college decisions because just like throughout this whole month Hannah and I and like everyone else who applied to college is probably getting college decisions so it's been it's been like a crazy month because you know college decisions are unpredictable and it's fun opening them but when you like receive like whether you got like waitlisted denied or like um accepted it's just it's like a scary feeling almost, but it's like exciting in a way. And um, I think that's like pretty much been like the main, main focus of this month, I would think. Mm, I would totally agree. Um, yeah, so like, I think the last time we updated you guys, we were like, oh, we're gonna hear back from UW. Well, I got waitlisted. <laughs> Um, so that's my update on you, Dove. Um, yeah, like that was also like the first um, decision that I like. Okay, so I found out that I, okay, just to give you guys some context, I applied to eight schools and um, I found out um, that I got into three schools, kind of like my safety school. So I found that I got into Wazoo, which is Washington State University and Western Washington University pretty early. Like I found out in November, about two weeks after I applied there. And then um, soon after that, I found out that I got to Penn State, um, which is where my parents went to college. And so I just applied there because they have all, actually like a really good program for me and because I've been there a lot and I actually really do like the school and I got in. Um, so I already got into those three colleges, but they were kind of like my safety school. So this month I was really hearing back from like the five, like the other five, because I applied to eight schools, the other five. And these were the kinds of ones that were like a little bit more like hard, like challenging. And so UW was my first like big one. And when I got waitlisted, I'm not going to even lie to you. It was really hard for me. Like I was so upset. I, I had a Joker arc moment. Like, <laughs> like I was like sitting on the, like the floor of my parents' bedroom, like crying, like sobbing. Like I was like, oh my gosh. Cause I don't know, like, 
it's like such a good in-state school and you know um, I don't know if you guys, maybe if you guys aren't like ready to apply to college yet, you might not know, but college is actually very, very expensive. And um, if you go in state, you actually save a lot of money sometimes, unless you get like a really big, crazy scholarship. So I was really hoping that I would get into UW, um, which is University of Washington, um, because I would be able to save a lot of money and I'd be close to home and it would just work out really, really well but I ended up getting waitlisted. And honestly, it was so devastating that week. Like I was so upset about it, but you know, I have some like good news I'll share later. Um, that makes me not so upset about it anymore, but yeah, at that time, like just to update you, I was so upset and but yeah, so I found out about two weeks ago and I got waitlisted. Yeah. Um, you thought it was also like my very like, first like big school that I was going to hear back from because I also applied to um, Washington State University which like I heard back um, a couple months ago and I got into that but like UW was like one of the bigger schools and I I honestly thought that I would get in you know I thought I had like pretty good stats and um, stuff like that but I got waitlisted too and um, like when I first opened like the portal to like check like and I saw waitlisted, like, I, I don't know, I just, like, didn't feel anything, but, like, after, like, a couple minutes, like, it just started to hit, and honestly, like, UW is a really good school, but it's, like, not somewhere where I wanted to go, um, just because, like, I wanted to change and to go somewhere else, but, like, it was just something that would, like, be there, because, like, like Hannah said, college is expensive, and I can't, like, afford to pay, like, so much out-of-state tuition, and so, I was probably going to end up going to UW, but just to get waitlisted, like, it just hit, like, a couple minutes later, and I was just, like, in my bathroom, like, sobbing, and um, I was texting Hannah that night, and um, I don't know, like, it was, it was, like, a very, like, it's not a rejection, obviously, it's being waitlisted, but it felt like a rejection, it was, like, the very first big rejection, and I know, like, applying to, like, colleges, you're not always going to be like waitlisted or accepted. Um, but just, I don't know, it was kind of like Hannah said, like devastating. And I just cried. It was just so bad. Like it was somewhere, it's, it wasn't like my first choice, but it was somewhere where I wanted to go because it was, it has like a very beautiful campus, really good programs, is a really good school and it's a nearby and in-state tuition. So it was like work out fine, but just to like know that I, I planned it out that way and only to like, get waitlisted, yeah. it was kind of like crushing. And, um, but I think, I think it was just that day. It was that Friday that I found out that like, I just felt like my whole night was ruined. But like, I woke up the next day and honestly, like after like a little bit of time and like reflection and just thinking about it, I realized, you know, it's not that bad. At least I didn't get rejected. I still have a chance of getting in and that I still had like six more college decisions. And so like, it wasn't end of the world if I didn't right. get in. Um, but I just think, I think it was my very first like big rejection and it just, it doesn't feel good. Rejection doesn't feel good. Right. Yeah. I mean, I woke up the next morning and I was honestly like, I felt better about it. I just think I was really, really insecure about the other colleges that I applied to because UW is like pretty competitive, but the ones that I applied to, like <laughs> that I was supposed to hear back later, 
were even more competitive. So I was getting really, really scared. And um, I would agree with Dewani. I think a huge reason why I wanted to go to UW was just because it was close to home and it was like less expensive. And I think a lot of us can, you know, relate and be like, yeah, that's a totally valid reason to want to go to university. But in terms of program, like it wasn't my favorite program. Um, they don't really have like what I wanted to study in. And also they, um, some like they do like direct admin or like, or like they don't so, like, for example, like, let's say you really wanted to major in like business and you wanted to go into their business program, but you weren't like, you got into the school, but they might not offer you like a business major, they might offer you a different major. And if you and like for a lot of colleges, that's like fine, because you can always like transfer to whatever major you want to but at UW, it's really difficult to do that. So it's like even competitive then in that case, because even if you get in, sometimes you don't get like your first choice. So I knew that going into it, I knew that it was really competitive. Um, but I also was really sad because it was a school I definitely wanted to go to because my family wanted me to be close. Of course, like whose family doesn't want them to be close? Um, and, you know, it would have been less expensive. And it just would like would have mapped out really well. I don't know if that makes any sense. But have you ever like thought about your life and you're like, oh, that would just work out so well? Yeah. So that's like kind of what I was thinking, even though it wasn't like my favorite um, but I guess things worked out for the better because, okay, so this week I heard back from <laughs> three colleges and I got accepted into all of them. And it has honestly been such a crazy week. Um, so on Tuesday, on Tuesday, I got into Emerson College, which is in Boston, and it's like a pretty small um, liberal arts college, private liberal arts college in Boston. It's right next to like Boston University and Boston College and Northeastern around there, and it's just such a beautiful um, a place because there's no campus. I don't know if you, I know. Okay. I think Emerson College is like not as well known as a lot of other places, but if you've ever like heard of NYU, like yeah, I think a lot of people have heard of NYU. It's kind of like NYU, you know how like NYU, they say, oh, the campus is your, the city is your campus. It's the same thing for Emerson College. There is no campus. You're just kind of in the city, um, which I really like that aspect actually. And it's a really like smaller campus. And so you're more hands-on. And on top of that, there are only um, majors related to theater, media, film and like communications journalism so everybody there would be like studying the same thing as me and I also got a scholarship so I was really excited about that and then Wednesday I heard back from American University in DC and they're like probably one of the most like the harder schools I harder school I applied to and I got in um and it was so exciting and honestly, I didn't even think I was going to get in. Like for about 40 minutes, I like refreshed the portal and I like downloaded the letter like 15 times. And I was like, there's no way I got in. Like, that's actually insane. Um, and I was, I was like, whoa, like that is so crazy. And then that afternoon, like I got an email and it was like, oh, congrats on your scholarship to Syracuse. And I was like, scholarship? I didn't even get in there yet. And then I checked my email and I got into Syracuse and they gave me um, basically half off of the tuition, like half off the tuition. And so I got a, like a huge scholarship. And yeah, now it's Thursday. And honestly, it's just been 
it's been a crazy week. So I think the moral of the story is that even if you're feeling really, really down about college decisions, it's, it's like an up and down scale. Like you don't know if you're going to get in, you don't know if you're going to get rejected. But I think one thing that's really important to remember is like, don't give up because I was, I was like basically given up. Like after you dub, I was like, no, I'm just going to go to one of these like safety schools. Like I'm not going to get into anywhere. And, um, now I have like, like so many great options. Like even the safety schools are great options. And I don't know. I just feel like even though it was really disappointing to get waitlisted from UW, I feel like everything kind of just worked out for the better for me. And um, I'm just really excited. And I have one more school left, um, but it's kind of a reach school. It's Boston University. So we'll see what happens there. But I'm honestly really grateful. And I'm so excited about next year now. And yeah, I think I'm like trying to narrow down where I'm supposed to go because it's just so exciting. And yeah, I think Duwani has some similar news. Yeah, um, so I was supposed to like hear back because we found out about like UW on like March 4th and then the rest of the schools I was supposed to hear back in like two or three weeks, um, especially like tomorrow I hear back from like two schools. And then these two schools that are supposed to hear back from like March 31st and like April 1st actually came out um, on Thursday, well, not this Thursday, but last Thursday. Um, like I went home and I was like, I took a nap and I woke up and I had like two emails and I checked and um, it was from Rutgers and Cal Poly. So Rutgers was like my safety school. Um, and I got in um, to like their main campus. So I was very excited about that. It's not one of my top schools. So I'm probably not gonna uh, end up going there. But the other one was Cal Poly. And that one has like a really low acceptance rate. Like, honestly, I'm just... I, like, even now, like, I'm just so confused about, like, how colleges work because UW has, like, an acceptance rate that's, like, a little bit above, like, 50%, which is why I was, like, hoping I would probably get in and also because, like, I'm in state. Cal Poly's, like, business school only has, like, a 27% acceptance rate, and I got accepted into um, Cal Poly SLO um, for their business program. So that was, like, pretty good news because when I heard about UW, it felt like, it was the end of everything and um honestly because like UW had like a higher acceptance rate I honestly like felt kind of dreadful about the rest of my college positions because if I couldn't get into UW what are the chances that I could get into other schools which now I realize it's actually not true like honestly one college decision doesn't affect the other because the college decision process is just it's like so unknown you never know if you're gonna get in or not yeah. And so when I got into Cal Poly, everything just felt like so much better. The campus is like beautiful. It's like isolated, but um, the beach is nearby. There's a ranch, a winery. There's like so much hiking to do, um, so many fun things. So I'm pretty excited about that. But then um, I still have like four more schools to hear back from, which are like all UC schools. So like I'm not not really like banking on getting in because they're just so difficult to get in, but um, it'd be pretty cool to go. Yeah, I mean, congrats, Duwani. I'm so excited for you. Um, Cal Poly is like such a great school and it's really hard to get into. And honestly, I'm just so proud of you. And I feel like even though like in the beginning we weren't, like we didn't 
like we didn't get the decisions we wanted like now I feel like it's been so much more optimistic like like <laughs> I'm just like Duani like in the beginning I was so like pessimistic about it I was like I can't even get into UW like I got waitlisted how am I supposed to get into like these really competitive schools because American has like a 30% something acceptance rate and the program I was applying to at Syracuse which is Newhouse is one of their most competitive programs like it's like a top ranked um, communications program so I was really scared and I was like I don't know if I'm gonna get in there and also Emerson is really competitive they also have like a 30 to 40 percent acceptance rate so I was so scared and I was like, there's no way I'm not, I'm not going to get in. And so it completely shocked me this week when I got into all of them. And I don't know, all I have to say to you guys who are applying next year is if you want to go somewhere, just apply there. Like, even if you don't think you're going to get in sometimes, like there's a surprise and, you know, if you like, we're going to obviously like make an episode about like things that we did and how we went about the college application process. But all I have to say is like, don't give up. And when you start hearing back from places, it might be really discouraging. Like I know somebody last year who only got into two schools and got rejected like everywhere else. And they had like really high stats. Like they had insanely like the highest GPA, like highest scores. And they didn't get into the places that they wanted to get into, but ended up working out in the end for them. And you could have like really low things and like get into really high places and really high things and get into low places. It's really confusing. It's really tough. And I understand if you feel really discouraged in the process, but just know that a college acceptance is not a reflection of you. Like just because someone doesn't accept you, it doesn't mean that you're like a horrible person or like you don't deserve to get in. There's so many places, there's like a place that probably like you deserve to get in that you might get rejected from. Um, Just because that's how like life works, you know? And I just want to say that if that happens to you, like please don't take a college rejection as like something that's personal or something that you need to fix because you're great just the way you are and you put effort into your application and if a college didn't want to accept you then that's just like not the place for you um and there's gonna be a place for you and you know there's a lot of people that you might encounter who are going to be like oh but you need to go to like this ivy league institution you need to go to this like place with two percent oh you're going to a state school blah 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 right but it doesn't matter as long as like what you make out of it you know does that make sense like if you go to whatever school like you could go to like a really top-notch school and like do nothing and like what is that going to get out of like what are you going to get out of that right but you could go to like um like I don't know a community college any any place you know and make it like your place do the best you can and you're gonna get out so much more of that than someone who just decided to do like absolutely nothing so I just want to say that it's whatever like college is like whatever you make out of it and just don't take decisions like personally because it's not a reflection of you. So that's all I have to say because I've been doing a lot of learning. I've been doing like a lot of <laughs> crying, a lot of reflecting. And honestly, that's just something I wish I knew because it's just been such a frustrating process, like up and down. And obviously, even if I tell you this stuff, you're going to be emotional. It's going to be hard. Your family's going to be like, what happened? Like you are so emotional. Um, but just know that this process is hard and you're not alone. Yeah. There's, like, no certain method to, like, college decisions. It's honestly, like, it honestly feels like a lottery system. Like, you might get in, you might not, you never know. Um, but just, like, know that 
you are going to get rejected in some cases and that is something you're going to have to deal with and um you know it's like a new feeling not like rejection but like in colleges because you know you like stake so much of your high school career into like getting good grades and this and that and like making sure you know you have extracurriculars and you extracurriculars and you do this and that just like make sure that you get into a decent college and when you don't get accepted it kind of feels like all the work you did was for nothing at least that's how I felt in the beginning like I put in so much work and so much of my time and energy and effort into making sure that you know I had a good profile so that I could get in so like a decent school but just now knowing that honestly it doesn't matter where you go like Hannah said if you go to community college if you go um to like any college it doesn't matter like your worth and everything that you've accomplished is not diminished by like the college that you attend just because you go to community college it doesn't mean that you didn't work hard and also community college is like such a great way to save money and honestly I was thinking about it because college is so so expensive like UW even in state is like 30 grand and so imagining like how much out of state would be and so I was considering like going to college um community college and then transferring um, to a university. So there's like so many options you can do. So just know that you are gonna feel bad and it's gonna, um, it's not gonna feel good when you get rejected, but just know that it's like not the end of it all. There's so many options. Um, you could take a gap year, you could reapply again, you could attend another university and try to transfer um, to community college and then try to transfer. Um, there are like so many options. And like I said, at first, it feels like there's nothing, like it's the end of everything. Oh, I got rejected. Now there's nothing I can do. But um, just like know that there is so many more options and that college decision is frustrating and there's like no right answer and there's no way of knowing which college you can enroll or will not get into. So um, just apply to like whatever colleges you want because you never know. Um, you could get in, you could not, but it's always worth a shot um, if it's somewhere you want to go. Um, but yeah, just like know that it's it's going to be hard and it's going to be kind of difficult and it's going to be frustrating and you're going to feel angry. I know at least I did while I was like filling out applications and getting it back. Um, but like there's, there's so many resources out there. So like Hannah said, you're not alone. Just know that it's, it's a process no one likes going through, um, but yeah. Yeah, and um, another thing is that, you know, sometimes people like will judge you and be like, oh, why are you going to this school, blah, blah, blah. Don't listen to them. Like literally don't listen to them. They have no idea. And even if like a certain school like looks lower or whatever, there sometimes is like programs within a school that are, extremely competitive like so competitive and the program is like so good and it's like they have like 5,000 applicants and only like 100 people get it you know so please don't let like anybody who has not done like any research does not know about your life whatever whatever like judge you for whatever decision you plan to make because like your future that's your future it's not their future Sure. And so I think a lot of um, something that like made me really worried when I got waitlisted from UW was that I felt like I was going to get judged by a lot of people and I ended up not getting judged by like anybody really. But I just want to let you know that like, if someone does judge you, that is not on you. That is on them. Like, 
why are they judging you? Like, it is not their life. Like, they should really pay attention to their own life. And honestly, it's hard enough. Like, okay, if you're judging other people about, like, where they're going to college, blah, 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 maybe you should, like, focus more on yourself and focus more on your college applications because that's ridiculous. Like, there are so many other things you can do with your time than judge other people. And, yeah, just, like, know that you're not alone. And so – yeah, that's that's kind of like Dwani and I's like college update for you guys. Obviously, we haven't heard back from everywhere, um, but like when we do, we will tell you guys. Um, and we'll definitely like make a couple like videos about this because I mean, not videos. We're not YouTubers. <laughs> we'll make a couple episodes about it because I know some people are asking like, "What did you guys do? Like, what was your stats?" Blah 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 blah. blah. But we really want to wait until like we're done with everything and wait until like we've enrolled in a place you know so we're still making those decisions we're still thinking about it and we appreciate your you know your patience with us and we will tell you guys like we won't leave you hanging um and so yeah um I think the second big thing that happened to us is we got our driver's license um yeah Dwani got hers first yeah um, it's been like a long time coming and I told myself I would get it two years ago when I turned 16 but um, now I'm 18 but hey at least I finally got it um, and I don't know it just it feels so good to have it because a lot of my friends and like practically a lot of the seniors already had their license and um, you know they're like free to go anywhere and you know you have to rely on your parents and like plan out like oh, my mom can't drive me here, but I can't, my mom, like, blah, 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 but now that, um, I finally have our license, we can, like, do so many things, and we don't have to, like, rely on other people to, like, give us rides and stuff, and so, um, it's been, it's been really fun, like, I was really nervous about the driving test, but honestly, it wasn't so bad, it was, like, 15 minutes, and, um, in the state of Washington, I'm not sure if it's, like, the same everywhere, but you have to get at 80 on your test to pass, and I got 88, um, I did like fail um, parallel parking and backing around the corner and something else that I can't remember um, because I just I can't do parallel parking. We have like a friend of ours that's like he can parallel park in like like ten seconds. I I, I can't even do that. Um, but yeah, how was your test, Hannah? Oh my gosh! Um, so I was really really nervous. For my test, it actually happened like less than seven days ago, like less than a week ago. And I was like practicing every day and I was just, I could not parallel park. Like I could not parallel park. I could not back around the corner. I was getting really nervous. I was like, oh my goodness. So I took my test and I passed, obviously. I got an 86. Um, and so I'll like break it down for you, I guess. So I so I actually successfully parallel parked, but I wasn't 16 inches from the curb, apparently. So I got four points marked off for that um, because, like, they don't really give partial credit unless, like, I guess you do, like, the steps, like, really, really correctly. I don't really know. I just got four points marked off for that. And then, oh, my gosh, parallel parking was a disaster. Like, I thought I failed the test after that because it took me more than three rotations. And then I, like, got onto the curb. And was like accelerating backwards onto the curb. Like I am not even joking. Like it got to the point where the instructor was kind of like looking at me and I was like, okay. But I finally parallel parked, except like I was like waiting for him to tell me like to stop or whatever. And so I kept like inching really, really close to the car in front of me. I was like, okay, when is he going to tell me to like stop? And he was like, he was like to me, he was like, oh, like when you're done, just put the car in park. And I was like, oh, 
Okay. And then um, apparently I didn't like look over my shoulder when I like parked on a hill or something like that. I, I don't know. I feel like I did, but maybe he didn't see me. And then um, finally, like when we were driving back to the driver's school, sometimes you can do like a right on red, but there was a really huge truck next to me and I couldn't really see like what was going on the other way. And technically you don't like have to do a right on red if you don't feel comfortable doing it. And so I just was like, there's no way I'm going to fail this test just because I wanted to do a right on red. So I was just like, okay, I'm going to stay here. I'm going to like be familiar, blah, 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 comfortable. And I got back to the driving, um, the driving school. And he was like, yeah, so you got two points off for not going right on red. So in total, I missed four, 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 two. So that's 86. Um, and then I realized like after, like I looked at the scores and looked at the score sheet, like the driving test is actually really easy because you can fail a lot of things. Like even if I failed like two more other skills, I still would have gotten 80 out of 100 and still passed. So that's kind of insane because that means like there's a lot of people out on the road who don't know like certain skills. But I guess it's fine because I mean, parallel parking, not every day are you going to parallel park. As long as you like have the most basic safety skills and you're like being safe when you're driving, not on your phone, not under any drugs, alcohol, whatever, whatever. You're like following the traffic signs. You're looking for people around you. You're being responsible. You know, I feel like it's okay. Like you don't need to know how to parallel park perfectly. And also like, how many times are you going to get a road, like a parallel park and like three rotations? Like, it's not that I can't parallel park. And I know a lot of people who think the same way as me. Like, it's not that we can't parallel park. It's that it takes us more than three rotations, which is normal. Like I'm, like, I'm not a robot. I can't parallel park in three rotations. That's like right, left, move forward. But it's not that simple, you know? Like, it's tough. Like, it's more like right, 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 left, 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 right again, left again, move forward, move backwards, reverse again. Like, you know what I mean? So honestly... I don't know. I don't have much to complain about, though, because I did pass my test and I'm really grateful about that and and getting my license. And it's so exciting. But at the same time, I I'm like mm, parallel parking. Mm. You know, I'm just like Olivia Rodrigo. I'm like, not only have I gotten my driver's license, but I can't even parallel park. <laughs> um, yeah, like the test is actually pretty easy to pass and before like I started my instructor was like it's okay if you like fail things you're more like testing that you can like drive safely versus like you know parallel parking and stuff and also like my parents like barely even use parallel parking unless you go to like the city like unless you go to like Seattle or something where like parking is horrendous and you have to like park in like cramped parallel parallel spaces you don't really use it that much anyway so like that's okay, but um, yeah, it's it's pretty fun now because Hannah and I can like pretty much do anything we want now. <laughs> Hopefully, I like if our parents <laughs> let us. But you know, um, I don't know. It just yeah. like, feels nice knowing that like I can drive now instead of having to like rely on other people. Because before, like you make plans and stuff, it's like who's gonna drive? Oh, well, my parents can't. Well, he, this person can't. I can't. And so like. Now, like, at least we have the option of knowing that, like, at least one of us can drive and we don't have to, like, ask anyone. Yeah, it's really nice. And we're going to hang out soon this weekend, um, which I'm really excited about. Um, and I mean, yeah, <laughs> we can both drive now, which is really crazy. I mean, we could drive before we just weren't legally 
allowed to, you know, legally. Not saying that I did. I always had my dad in the car and I have a permit. I'm just saying legally now we can call ourselves drivers, which is a long time coming for us. I mean, I don't know. I don't know about you, but I've been feeling so much more relaxed lately because I only have one more college decision to go and I feel like pretty good and I got my driver's license, but there is like something that it makes you like really, really anxious. Like, you know how like colleges like rescind offers? Yeah. I've been having horrible, I'm talking horrible nightmares about that. Like I have a horrible nightmare. Okay. So you guys know how I like am struggling with apes, right? Like I told you guys on this podcast, like I am like struggling in AP environmental science. Well, I had this horrible nightmare that I like failed AP environmental science or like not even failed. I just got like a C or something like that. Like something like barely, like not that great. And then the college I wanted to go to like resent like my, (laughs) my admission. And then I woke up and like cold sweat. I was like, Oh my gosh. Like that dream scared me so much. Like, I know it's not going to happen, but you know how you have those like weird, like scary anxiety dreams. I have them so much now. I don't know. Like, honestly, I should just chill out. But you know how it is. Like, I just, I don't know. I've been feeling that way, too, because, like, now it's, like, second semester. So, like, senior right, it's, like, really hitting hard. And it's, like, I'm slacking off, like, way, way more um, than I should be. And so, like, knowing that college is going to extend decisions, it's, like, making me um, doubt how much, like, I'm slacking off. Because it's, like, if I end up with, like, bad grades, I could get my college decision, like, revoked and... That would, um, that would honestly be like one of the worst things I think that could ever happen to me. So it, it's just so hard because like senior writers is just hitting. Like there's like what, like three months left, like a little bit less than three months until we graduate. And so, I don't know, it just feels like pointless trying. Like we got into some colleges, we're going to make a decision soon. And after that, I don't, I don't know. I honestly just want to be done with senior year. It's like weird because I feel weirdly motivated to try so I don't get run off or revoked, but I'm also like getting really lazy and like it's really hard for me to focus because I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm so excited about next year and all the things and I don't know, it's just hard to focus, I guess, a little bit more than usual, but I don't know, it's just been, it's been a crazy time, like it's just been really crazy and I don't know. I've also just been doing a lot of, yeah, so <laughs> colleges, driving. I've done a lot of reading. Um, I've read, hold on, I got to pull up my Goodreads. I want to see how many books I've read this year because I've actually read a lot. Like, I think my goal is 50. And um, I think I read, hold on, I got to open my Goodreads because Goodreads is where it's at. Um, let me see. Hold on. It is loading. Load faster. Okay. I've read 22 books out of 50. So that's like pretty good. That's almost 50% of my goal. And um, I've, okay. What did I recently read that I, I liked? Okay. So I recently read um, A Million Kisses in Your Lifetime. I don't know. I've just been seeing it like all over Instagram. I don't have TikTok. So I don't know if it's like on TikTok, but I've seen it all over Instagram. So I was like, okay, I'll give it a chance. And got like oh my god it is like 800 pages it's 800 pages and honestly it's a little toxic it's a little like sexist it's a little demeaning but it was really entertaining like it was really entertaining but did it like 
I don't know. I have like a moral compass, I guess. Like my moral compass is like, hmm, this book is like kind of sketch, you know? But like, was I entertained while reading it? Yes. But I feel like those are two different things, right? You can be entertained, but also still feel like, wow, this is really problematic, you know? So I would say like, like a two out of five, 2.5 out of five. Maybe I like rounded it up, maybe like a three. It's like really sweet in the end, like really good in the end. But like the whole beginning part is so toxic and so bad, but like also really entertaining. So if you've been seeing it like online, I would recommend reading that. And then a book that I absolutely loved was Before We Were Strangers by Renee Carland. And it is, it's so good. Like honestly, five stars, so good. It's not like a typical romance. It's kind of like sad and it like weaves back in time and things like that and I don't know I just thought it was so emotional it was so good it was so raw so real and then um I finally read like the Bellinger sister series yeah that is bad don't read those (laughs) it's by Tessa Bailey like it is okay I think I just have a problem with the way Tessa Bailey writes like being a writer is hard like I know that because I'm a writer but I just feel like there's something really icky about the way like the romance is written especially like spicy scenes like I don't know it just makes me really uncomfortable so I just don't recommend it and I just feel like the women in the books are always like giving up things like both of the sisters okay sorry if this is spoiler but both of the sisters and both of the books like quit their entire lives to like be with these people and these people are like these men like back to them are like not that great and I don't know it's a little like demeaning in some parts I don't know I just really didn't like it but that's recently what I read oh and I also read Just Like Heaven by Julia Quinn which is like a historical romance like first book in a series and I really like that she's the author of like the Bridgerton series and the Bridgerton like season two is coming out so I decided "Mm, I want to give myself a little like preview I guess so I read that but anyways that's what I read what what have you been reading Duani? Yeah, I read, like, the Bellinger sisters, too, and it's just, it's just, something doesn't sit right with, like, every, like, girl, like, just giving up her dreams and, like, um, moving to where they live and trying to, like, figure out, like, an alternative way to make their dream come true, and it's, like, none of the guys want to give up anything, but, like, the girls always have to, like, sacrifice huge parts of their life, and that's just, like, a no for me, and, like Anna said, her writing is just, I don't know it's just not for me like, I know it has like high ratings and stuff but I just don't enjoy her books like I thought the second one might be better because I read the first one and I did not like it at all but no it was like the same as the first one like the men are just the men are just not it like uh-uh but um uh honestly I made my goal like 100 books this year and I'm like a couple books behind already because I only read like 17 um but hopefully I'm like thinking in like a couple months I'm gonna have like a lot more time to read it and especially like during the summer too um but I think like some of like the really good books I've read um it's like my, um Beloved by Maya Angelou it's like non-fiction and it's not basically like her life growing up um and about like racism and segregation and um just dealing with a lot of those issues um like while she grew up so that's like a really good book and then currently I'm reading like Interior Chinatown and it's like for school but honestly like this is like one of the best books that like I've ever read that's been um from like 
a school required book and it's basically again has to do with like a lot of um racism and stereotyping but um it's around like asian people this time and so this book is basically satire and it's written like in a screenplay type of thing if you're ever seeing like a screenplay or like a script of a movie it's sort of written as that and it like intertwines his like real life with like him being a character in like shows and stuff and it just describes like the struggles of Asian Americans in America and um how you know they come here for better lives only to like struggle with other things such as um not fitting in like people stereotyping them, generalizing them, them being um, diminished to like small roles because Hollywood deems them um, not worthwhile to be like lead characters and stuff. So I like really, really enjoyed this book, which is surprising because like a lot of the books that we read that that's like school required is not that good. And then um, honestly, I just really like not read any good books. Like I've been giving like books like two or three stars because they just like literally like all suck. I don't know. Um, so like I, I honestly need like good recommendations on what to read because like I'm going through like a book slump because I've just been reading like such terrible books that like I just can't like find any good books to read. So um, if you guys have any suggestions, you should let us know because I am like down to read anything that's like better than like these trashy romance books that I've been reading. Yeah, honestly, like, oh, I get to like a 5%, like 10% mark in a book. And I'm like, this is not it. But then I'm like, oh, I should finish it because I'm like already so far. And that's like 20%, 30%. And like, uh. and then even books that I was like excited for to like read. I like, I'm like, oh, I'm excited to read that. And then I like end up like not reading it. Like I have to be in a certain mood to read certain books, you know? So I don't know. It's been I've been trying to read like a book a week, um, but sometimes that doesn't happen because I get really busy. But I don't know, like uh, I'm like trying to see like books I recommend. And I'm like, that's hard because there aren't really many books that I'm like, oh, five stars. Like, honestly, to get a five stars from me, like it needs to be really good, like really good. I don't know. I'm trying to look at like the books I've been reading and none of them are like that good like let's see I read Verity oh I love Verity by Colleen Hoover so like I recommend that one but Dwani's already read that one it sounded better in my head that was good I like that one my body by Emily Ratajkowski that one is so good it's like a personal narrative so if you're into like autobiographies that one's good serenading heartbreak by Ella Fields is it's trash like it's not good at all I hated it ugly love is pretty good but I know it's like an acquired taste. Like I know a lot of people don't like it. So if you're like on the fence about Colleen Hoover, like you want to try one of her books, I wouldn't start with that one. Love at First Fight. That one's eh. Good Luck Charm by Helena Hunter. Mm, that's eh. Oh my God, Purple Hibiscus. I read Purple Hibiscus for school and it is, mm, it's not my favorite. It's not good at all. Oh, actually talking about school books as Bonnie did. In AP Lit, we're reading Frankenstein and- Oh my gosh. Okay. So actually, Duane, you want to take a little, my personal Frankenstein quiz? Like, cause like, okay. How much do you know about Frankenstein, the book? Uh, not much like at all. Okay. Okay, good. Okay. I'm going to give you this little quiz and we'll see like what you score. Okay. Right. Okay. What is the monster's name? Frankenstein? Dr. Frankenstein. 
No, that's actually false. The monster doesn't have a name. It's just called the creature. And Frankenstein is the doctor and only the doctor. Isn't that weird? Yeah. That's like not what I imagined. Frankenstein. Yeah. Yeah, okay. True or false, they take a trip to Antarctica. To the North Pole, sorry. True? Yeah, true. They're like in the North Pole. It's really, really strange. Okay, and then... um. This is really just a, okay. I'll just do fun facts now. But like, um, the doctor, he like, he gets married to like his sister cousin. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. Okay, so basically, like, when he was growing up, his mother like adopted a girl, and that became his sister, and then he married his sister. So he married his adopted sister, and in the original version, his sister in quotation marks was his cousin. But they like changed it in later versions to make it less problematic. But yeah, everybody knows it's his cousin. And then that's like what? giving that's like giving Woody Allen like where he adopted a daughter <laughs> and then yeah. married her. It's giving weird. Um, what else about Frankenstein is weird? Oh, you know how like in the movies and all that stuff, like they like describe Frankenstein as like what what color is he? Green. Yeah, they like purple. Yeah, he's like green and he has like bolts, right? Mm -hmm. In Frankenstein, the book, he has no bolts. He's not green. He's actually like yellow. Like he's yellow and he's made out of different body parts. And I don't know. It is a really weird book. And then the author, Mary Shelley, she has a really interesting life. Like, okay, so basically, she got like married to this guy at 16 who his name is Percy Beth Shelley. And he was married to somebody else and then because he was married to someone else like when he married mary shelley he his ex-wife whom he already had two children with like committed suicide and then um mary shelley got pregnant but then she like got had a miscarriage and she like had like miscarriages like four times and yeah she was like 16 and like an outcast and mary shelley actually has like a very famous parents like her dad was like this famous guy i forget like what he did but her mom you know mary um wolfsoncraft like the famous feminist who wrote like um oh my gosh she wrote that book she was like one of the first feminists hold on let me oh, yeah okay mary wolfstonecraft um she wrote the vindic a vindication of the rights of women I think she was at like the Seneca Falls conference or whatever that we learned about in like um, a push last year. Yeah, that was her mom. So it was like really interesting. She has a really interesting life. And like on top of that, like Mary Shelley was like running from like debt collectors and like all that stuff. Anyways, like we watched a video about her life and it just got like increasingly worse. Like every single minute, it just got like worse. And everyone was like, damn, like, oh, my God. But anyways, that's what we're reading. Honestly, I'd probably rather read Interior Chinatown. Like, that one sounds so much more interesting than Frankenstein. Because Frankenstein is honestly boring. Like, basically, the whole gist of it is that he thinks it's, like, the creation. Okay, basically, the main character, the doctor, is really egotistical. And so he makes this, like, creature to, like, glorify him and, like, play God. But then he realizes the creature is, like, really ugly. So he, like, rejects him. And since the creature gets rejected, he, like, kills a bunch of people. <laughs> that just Frankenstein sounds um interesting. It's very yeah. kind of boring though, but yeah, I guess it's kind of interesting when you put it like that. Um, but anyways, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what else to say. 
Yeah, I think I think I like Interior Chinatown. We're doing like a whole unit on race. Um, so first we like focused on books written by um, black women about slavery, segregation, living as a black person in America and the struggles that come with it. And now we're focusing on Asian American unit um, as well as reading like Interior Chinatown. And um, it's like a different type because like I've never read like a book that's like a screenplay, but um, I don't know. I think you'd like it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, if you don't have anything else to say, do you? No. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of like our recap. Like we read a lot. We got a driver's license. We got into some colleges. Um and so, yeah, make sure to go follow us on Instagram at Even Little Things Podcast. We update a lot on there and you can ask us personal questions, whatever you want to. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Our podcast is dedicated to sharing advice, mistakes, confessionals, and giving you peace of mind on all things impacting teens today. Because it's not just you worrying about your little things, it's us too. We hope you'll join us next time. Bye.